Well, hello there. Hi. T- today is the Daniel Discussion on Fridays. I'm Steve Durr, and I'm here with... Steve Thompson. And... Anthony Mincarelli. Anthony Mincarelli. Antonio. I, are you Italian, Anthony? I, I am Italian. Nice. Do you like the Olive Garden? You know, I've got mixed feelings. Okay. Mixed feelings. It's delicious, but... I just I feel like it's a step away from true Italian cuisine. True, true. And, and as an Italian person, uh, it's like me as a offense. Dutch person. Uh, I go to Russ's, and yeah. then it's like home. Mm. You, you know, know who doesn't eat Italian? Who? Daniel and his free three friends. <laughs> That's the vegetables. transition. <laughs> Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Yes, you always use their Hebrew names, Absolutely. which is almost like a way of uh, sticking, sticking it, it to, to the, the man. man. Hey, That's right. It's like we can finish each other's sentences. sentences. Okay, Tom. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're we're glad to have you here today uh, with us, and excited to have Anthony with us. So today, uh, like last week as well. What we're going to be doing is looking through the passages and listening and thinking about the devotionals that we heard this week and then identifying what in the world, which is something that's mysterious, like our intro talking about food. Yes. Something like that. Something just caught our attention, kind of weird. Maybe it's bizarre. Yeah. And then there's what in the word, Mm. Which is just missing an L. That's when we get at the end serious of the day. about things. And that's though. when we're like, okay, how did God speak to us through the devotionals and or the scripture passage? How is he getting our attention? Exactly. But first, I just want to say, I just so appreciate getting feedback during the week from different people. So Jerry Van Kuyken gave me a call. Jerry's Doctor living up north. Dr. Jerry Van Kuyken. All my kids, pediatrician for the most part. Yep. And he was like, hey, did you ever sing that song, Dare to Be a Daniel? I'd love to hear that. So I'm just going to take a moment and sing just the chorus of that real quick. For Jerry. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. How's that sound? Pretty good. When can we stop? That was beautiful. That was great, Steve. (laughs) This tears. That's actually for Jerry, so I'm not familiar with that song. It's like a kid song. Maybe maybe a kid from when Dr. Van Kuyken was a kid. I think so. I think so. That's great. Yes. And we should dare to be a Daniel. We should. And so let's talk about that today. Actually, we're talking about his three buddies. And so, um, Anthony, why don't we start with you? Mm. For you. What in the world? What in the world? Anything in these passages or in the devotionals that you thought, what in the world? What in the world? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think what struck me the most is uh, whatever the king said goes, and that it was just such a stark contrast to the world that I exist in and I inhabit, that whatever Nebuchadnezzar said goes, if he wants that guy dead, that guy is dead, uh, which I, I just found really interesting and fascinating to try to wrap my head around the idea that like uh, they have no they have no personal individual rights. This guy has the whole say. And I, I was reading a book about the Roman Empire a little bit ago um, and just the, the brutality and that like most people just don't have human rights. Yeah. Um, I just found that really interesting, the contrast of like, like we have the right to vote. I have the right to protest something if I don't like it. No one's going to throw me into a fiery furnace. Uh, but here, the world they inhabit, like they have no individual rights. Mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar has the whole say on everything. I so are you really saying the president can't order our execution? I, I I think so. I think that's a constitutional thing. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. good to know. Well, I'm that okay is. I that. was worried. Uh, so now I'm going to change. I'm going to change how I live. Uh, but it is interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, and they were in a minority position. Basically, they the leader holds life and death, right? So you live at the king's pleasure, mm-hmm. basically. 
How about you, Tops? Anything that caught your attention? Uh, what in the world? I'm going to geek out for us a little bit okay. because the... I thought last week you geeked out enough talking no, about Unix. Unix. That's exciting. Okay, uh, this is more geeky in that. Uh, scholars actually debate when this book was written, okay. whether it was written as early as like the 400s, 500s, or as late as maybe the 200s. And one of the things that some scholars use for a late writing, late dating is, did I say that right? Late dating there you go. is in the list of instruments that gets repeated here in chapter three. Um, a couple of them are Greek. And so they think, well, it must be then from the Greek period when the Greeks rule. But it's like then other scholars are like, there's really no need to do that because actually some of these Greek instruments were well known and played across the world and only had a Greek name. It didn't have to be because it was written in that period. So there you go. There's a little fascinating. There you go. It's all about the uh, the musical instruments. Musical instruments that really we have no idea what these instruments were. The translators were like, eh, let's just throw flute in there. I think it was beatbox. <laughs> that would have Probably. been great. That'd be a good. cajon. A cone, yeah. That was delightful and geeky, Thompson. The Australian translators put djembe in there. Ooh, nice. Didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah. I love the sound of the didge. The Indians threw in a sitar. Nice. So here's the thing that caught my attention, kind of the what in the the world world was from verse 12 in Daniel 3, where it says, but there, you've got these Chaldeans or the uh, Chaldeans, depends on how you want to say it. Is that a hard H or? It's usually Chaldeans nowadays, but I'm sure Chaldeans. We'll we'll go either way. Okay. But with that, they're trying to to trap Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you want to say their Hebrew names, you can. Yes. It's Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. There you go. And Goes up to the king and says, these guys who you put in charge of the province of Babylon, they take, they pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you've set up. And what I found fascinating uh, by that is it just reminds me of kids around the dinner table who are saying, hey, mom, dad, so-and-so had their eyes open during prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever yeah. have that? Yes. And you're like... Which is the um, ultimate irony. Yes. Yeah. That means you had your eyes open. <laughs> and not that you can't pray with your eyes open, but it's just the classic, you know, fold your hands. Uh, right. Really, you know, that was eyes. invented to keep kids in line. Yeah, Close exactly. your eyes, fold your hands so you aren't hitting your sister. Yep. But I find it kind of ironic because these guys are saying, instead of focusing on right. the worship of the statue... They seem more interested in what someone else isn't doing. So their yeah. own heart is not fully in it. So I thought that was kind of humorous. That's yeah. Kind of what in the world for me. So. That is a what in the world. So now what in the word? What do you think? Uh, we'll start with Thompson and go to Anthony. So mine is actually Nebuchadnezzar's anger. Um, we're kind of sticking in chapter three here, but I'll read verse 13 says, then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that these three be brought to him. After they were tattled on, he flew into a rage. And then down in verse 19, it says, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with these three that his face became distorted with rage. At least that's how our New Living Translator translators came up with it. But yeah, like I know I feel my face distort when I'm angry. And so mm. God actually got my attention because... Um, I've shared this many times, but I, my anger, I, I haven't had anger issues traditionally, but with my youngest, man, I've discovered all new depths of rage inside of my body. 
And uh, but the God Incredible getting, Hulk. Yeah, the secret is I'm always angry. Um, <laughs> but no, God was pointing out something to me. Like I think with Nebuchadnezzar and with me, often it's not actually the disobedience that's the issue. It's my insecurity or my expectations that are being um, highlighted. And so uh, in this in this case, you know, we we have a kid who actually gets angry quite a bit, and so. Instead of trying to control the situation with my equal or greater amount of anger, I felt like God was saying, what does it look like to parent like I would parent in this situation? And so just really quick, just trying to answer that question in my mind, what does God do with disobedience? How does he react toward it? And my mind went straight to the garden and God walking through the garden saying, Adam, Eve, where are you? Yeah. He's curious. He's trying to find, he's trying to get close. He's not like coming down with rage and just shouting, where did you go? You know, that kind of, it's like he comes close and he tries to explore a redemptive end. Mm. And so it was just a new grid through which I could think through my own, my own rage uh, and my own anger. And it was thanks to this passage. Yeah, that's good. I would be willing to come to your house and sing Dare to Be a Daniel if that makes you calm. That would also enrage me, I think. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Van Kuyken. <laughs> All right, Anthony, you're up. What uh, about what, you? What in, what the, in the word? word? What grabbed your attention? I think uh, so jumping back a little bit, what stuck out to me is when Daniel is getting ready to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And, and he tells him in the, the verse 30 there, and it's not because I'm wiser than anyone else that I know the secret of your dream, but because God wants you to understand what is in your heart. Mm. I thought that kind of highlighted a little bit of God's character, that God God has this kindness towards Nebuchadnezzar. And like, I, I feel like we see that in the rest of the story, it kind of carries out as like Nebuchadnezzar is this really angry, prideful guy. We see him at this, the height of his arrogance and, and he's claiming that like, it's all that he did to build his kingdom. And then God humbles him, turns him into a beast, takes away his sanity. And then after that, he gives him his sanity back. And Nebuchadnezzar, we see him at the end of that story. Like he's hands in heaven, eyes up, like praising God. Um, and he's restored to his kingdom. He's restored to a uh, a better kingdom than the one he he was taken from. And what struck me about that is like God could have offed him at any point in time because uh, we saw that happen with his son Belshazzar, but he just see this this patience with God that um, I know it makes me think of that verse in Hebrews where it says that God disciplines those he loves, that like, like God is showing his love for Nebuchadnezzar and he's patiently walking with him and, and humbling him and bringing him to a place where he is able to have like this, this, relationship with this God of Israel at the end when he's this foreign king. And just, it really stuck out to me because like, this is supposed to be a story you think about uh, God's people, Israel in exile. Uh, But here we have God caring for this foreign king and showing his care for him alongside of, of the Israelites that are in exile. Um, I just thought that was a really interesting, cool like character of God mm. highlighted there. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. I think maybe, especially when we think of maybe dictators or despots or whatever in our current culture or current, current world, and like God's already at work there. They may be ignoring him, but God's probably speaking to them as well. Yeah. And I forget about that. Yeah, for sure. So for me, I mean, I... You know, you just highlighted, I think it was verse 30 of chapter two about God caring about the heart. And I remember my son this week in the podcast brought that passage up and that that did grab my attention as well, like that one in particular. But the other passage that really kind of what in the the word uh, that Denny then shared recently was 
from chapter 3, starting at verse 17, where he talks about, uh, and then verse 18, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, listen, we, our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. And he made the point of they followed God, they obeyed God, not because of what was promised to them. They obeyed out of love. They obeyed out of loyalty. They, they made a choice to obey regardless of the consequences. And for me, it was just another reminder that in serving God, uh, God is not a big vending machine. God is my king, and he's the one that I follow and obey, regardless if there's a promise for escape or not. And that was a real challenging word and thought for me. Like, why do I serve God? Why do I obey God? Is it so I could have a better day? Is it so God will be pleased with me? What's the reasoning there? So that that just grabbed my attention. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for taking some time to think through this with us. We'd love to hear from all of you listening, but we're going to close out our time with prayer. So, Anthony, if you could take us away, that'd be great. Absolutely. Lord Jesus, we just we thank you for this time to to unpack and discuss your story through the book of Daniel. I thank you that you've been just teaching us and teaching us as a church faith family and teaching us individually, Lord. Uh, we look forward to just the many ways that you continue to work in and through this book that you've, you've placed into our path right now, God. Thank you for all of our friends who are listening right now. Uh, thank you for the friends here that are making this happen. We ask that you bless them and go with them the rest of this day. Amen. 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 Have a great day.